Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Do what you love. And you will love what you do. Remember, how can I have an attitude of gratitude? When you came to Christ, He forgave all your sins. You got a new start. Nobody else can do that. I then learned that my body, my life is no longer my own. It's God. He owns me. That's wonderful. Much of the call to Christianity can seem burdensome and hard, leaving some to think, is it worth it? Today, Pastor Mark will show listeners how everything we do in this life can and should be done with a heart of thanksgiving. Did you know that scripture says every good and perfect gift is from God? Our whole existence is a credit to Him. When you feel bogged down by spiritual challenges and life's troubles, trust in the one who brought you there. Our life is to be fashioned around the spreading of the gospel by word and action. We can do it gratefully because of what he has done for us. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of this broadcast. Now here's Pastor Mark in the Gospel of Matthew with his continuing study entitled, Be Ready, Be Working for God. I'm going to stand before God one day as a Christian, as a Christ follower, and give an account of my life. I don't live this life to myself. I'm accountable to God. What is a talent? It's my whole life, body, soul, and spirit. It's my abilities. It's my time. It's my possessions and resources. And it's my opportunities. It's everything that I am that God says, here, I'm giving this to you. Now you be responsible for investing it in the kingdom of God. If you look at Matthew chapter 25, look it down at verse 14. Here's the parable. Again, it will be like a man going on a journey, Jesus, who called his servants, you and I, entrusted his property, these talents, to them, to one he gave five, another two, another one, each according to his ability. Then Jesus went back to heaven. So this parable explains how I'm to live until I die or until the rapture or the second coming. What you have in your hand is, represents your life. I'm going to stand before God and give an account of my life in every aspect. And this whole parable simply talks about Jesus giving this to his disciples, which is all of us, going back to heaven, 
we go for a whole period of time and see what happens, which is actually going to be the rapture or the second coming. Then we will stand, you'll see at the end of the teaching today, where this is in the prophecy and kind of in end time events where we stand and are judged. It's going to be at something called the judgment seat of Christ. You will stand there before God and give an account of your life. A play-by-play use of my time, my abilities, my life, every aspect of my life. In the church, outside the church. As a parent, as a single, as a grandparent. Every aspect of life, all strata of life. I will stand before God and give an account. So you need to know how to live. I need to know how to live so that when I stand before him, I won't be ashamed. I'll be excited because I'm going to be rewarded by Jesus at the judgment seat of Christ. Now, the key to the parable is simply this. I need to learn how to work now because I'm already ready by grace. I need to learn to work now to expand the kingdom of God. What does expanding the kingdom of God mean? It simply means this, getting more people into the kingdom of God. There's only two kingdoms. Kingdom of Satan, everybody's born in it. Kingdom of God, you only get there by being born again. And we went through last week these three keys. Invest your talents, expanding the kingdom. How do I invest it? Humbly and wisely. Whole teaching, hour of teaching. How do you do it wisely? In the power of the Spirit, not in your own. By taking steps of faith, by being very creative. We went through all of that last week. Don't have time today. Here's number four. Take a look at your little talent. To the right side of Jesus, you will see it. Invest your life or talents joyfully. Joyfully. Now, if you look at your little talent, George Washington is not there. Jesus is there. Amen? Now, what do you see Jesus doing? Tell me. He's smiling. For some of you, a smiling Christian is an oxymoron. Like airplane food, something like that. No, a Christian should be joyful. We love doing and serving God. Now, I want to ask you a question. What's your attitude about that? What what do you mean, Pastor Mark? I wish I'd have missed this week. (laughs) I'm going to have to stand before God. I'm going to have to stand before God, give an account of my life. Who are you kidding? Who does God think he is? First thing I want you to write is this. Our attitude is the key to our success. You see, if I'm going to serve God and do it successfully, I'm going to do it joyfully. In this parable, we have a picture of one servant that has a terrible attitude. Two servants that have a beautiful attitude. Look at verse 18. But the man who had received one talent went off, dug a hole in the ground, and hid his master's money. Then the man who had received the one talent came. Master, he said, I knew that you are a hard man, harvesting where you've not sown, gathering where you have not scattered seed. So I simply was afraid and went out and hid your talent in the ground. Here, here it is. 
This is what belongs to you. This servant had a negative attitude about God. How do you think about God today? See, this servant said, God's hard. He's unfair. He's making me work for him. I'm going to be accountable to him. No way. The next thing I want you to write, you already saw it. You see it. It's very important. If our view of God is wrong, our conduct and attitude will be wrong. You see, as you look at your opportunities to serve God, the ability to serve him, the time, the talents, your money, the finances, every aspect of your life, if you look at that as negative, then you will not be a happy camper when you stand at the judgment seat of Christ. Because you're going to look at life like, I have to. That's wrong. God is an incredibly gracious God. So if my attitude about God is wrong, then like this man, notice, he's passive, he's disinterested, he's selfish, he has no faith, he's unthankful. And he basically just says this, I'm forced to work for God. No, you don't want that. You'd re- you want to be joyful and go, I get to work for God. That's a big difference in attitude. Now, if you look down to verse 16, you see the opposite of a bad attitude, which is a good attitude. Watch these other two servants. Verse 16. The man who had received the five talents went at once and put his money to work and gained five more. So also the one with two talents gained two more. Notice what happened. When these men got their assignment from God, they didn't go, who do you think you are telling me to work? No, they were excited. They went immediately. They were joyful. They were glad. And they went to work for God. They had an attitude of gratitude. It was a beautiful thing in them. Here's something I want you to write. Do what you love And you will love what you do. Remember, how can I have an attitude of gratitude? When you came to Christ, he forgave all your sins. You got a new start. Nobody else can do that. I then learned that my body, my life is no longer my own. It's God. He owns me. That's wonderful. Because the scripture tells us in Matthew 7... If you then, being who are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask? So think about this this morning. God loves for us to be filled with his power, to be joyful in serving him, to take steps of faith, to be creative. And as we invest our life for God, to have an opportunity that when God opens the door, We walk through it not because we have to, but because we get to. So understand that attitude, that joyful, is huge in our lives. It's simply ordinary people like all of us doing extraordinary things for God. Now, I want to teach you another principle 
Many of you know it, many of you don't. You don't get it at all. Now, let me ask you a question on both campuses. Are you going to be responsible for your time, your talent, your opportunities to God? Tell me yes or no. Yes, I am. Individually. Turn with me in your Bibles to 2 Corinthians. We'll be back to Matthew in a moment. 2 Corinthians chapter 9. I want you to see this principle. In Proverbs chapter 3, as you're turning there, we need to learn the joy of giving. Proverbs 3 says this. Honor the Lord with your wealth and with the best part. The best part of everything your land produces. Of course, this is written in a time when the produce, people didn't go to Harris and get a paycheck or Holmes Hospital or whatever. Their, their income came from the land. Then God will fill your barns with grain and your vats will overflow with the finest wine. I want to leave that up there for a moment. Why should I give God any of my money? You don't give God any of your money. It's not your money. Everything you have is a gift from God. Your breath is a gift from God. Now, because people have been manipulated on the church about giving, and if you'll give, your sister will be healed in Texas, and just amazing things people do with giving. If you'll give, you get a hundredfold return. Just give $10, you get a million bucks. It's garbage, it's manipulation. But there is a principle that we don't get. We taught it to our kids. You're right there in the Bible. Look at 2 Corinthians chapter 2, excuse me, chapter 9, verse 6. Remember this. Whoever sows sparingly, whoever gives sparingly, whoever gives 2% to God or a couple bucks in the offering plate will also reap the same way. And whoever sows generously, they give 10%, they give tithes, they give offerings, whenever God speaks to them, they will get back from God generously. Now, each man or woman should decide what he or she has decided in their heart to give, not reluctantly, because I have to, or under compulsion, Pastor Mark said, I have to. For God loves, say it with me, a cheerful giver. So what does that simply mean? Here's another verse you want to see. Luke 6, 38. If you give, you will receive. Your gift will return to you in full measure, pressed down, shaken together to make more room, room for more and running over. Whatever measure you use in giving, large or small, it will be used to measure what is given back to you. Here's what you want to write. Don't rob God. Don't rob him. Don't rob God and yourself by not giving back to God the tithe. So many of you are new to the fellowship. You don't understand giving. You, maybe you've been to a place where you were given an envelope or somebody came by and knocked on your door and asked you to give a pledge or whatever. We don't do that. That's up to every other church. They do it their way. That's okay. But I never apologize for giving biblical principles. Because many people will give their time, their talents, They'll serve in ministries, but when it comes to money, not a chance. Well, you're going to stand before God. You give an account for your money. Let me give you a clue. If you'll start tithing, 10% off the top. By the way, we don't know. I don't know who gives. You understand that, so it's not an issue at all for us. 
But I've learned in my life, I can never outgive God. We taught our kids at a young age. By the way, how do you think all of these things happen? God takes it. How, how do you think we started? 15 years ago, we started at the Hilton with no money, zero. How did we get here today? People give. God doesn't walk down and go, here's a check, Balmer. Well, I don't ask him, like, is it good? Is it going to bounce? God's check never bounces. Yours might, but God's never does. No, God doesn't do that. He uses his people to give by these principles. And when you give to God, God gives back to you in lots of ways. No manipulation, no hype. If you misunderstand this principle, your whole life will be upside down. I'm very serious. Matthew 25, verse 19. After a long time, the master of those servants returned and settled accounts with them. The man who had received the five talents brought the other five. He doubled, in that kind of sense, his abilities, times. And he said, Master, you entrusted me with five talents. See, I've gained five more. And his master replied, well, to be honest with you, I was looking for 25. How come you only have five? Some of you have that mentality. And here's your mentality. You can never do enough for God. I got to do more. I got to do more. I got to do more Bible study. I got to do more giving. I got to give up. Where'd you get that? You see, what God gives me, I'm just responsible for that. I can't open doors. I'm just responsible for God. So Jesus doesn't say to this person, hey, I'm looking for 25. You only got five? Notice what he says. Well done. Good and faithful servant. You've been faithful with a few things. I'll put you in charge of many things. Hey, come and share your master's notice, your master's happiness. You mean serving God is a joy? Hello, yes. And there's going to be joy in heaven. It's going to be beautiful. We'll look at verse 22. The man with two talents came also, and said, Master, you've entrusted me with two. I've gained two more. And his master replied, well done. Good and faithful servant. You've been faithful with a few things. I'll put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's happiness. Look at the last part of that verse. I will put you in charge of many things. When is that? I think there's two aspects of this. If I'm faithful and efficient in expanding the kingdom of God with my time, talents, possessions, money, opportunities, I believe you're going to see in a moment through the law of use, God's going to open more opportunities for right here on earth. But really, this is about heaven. You see, when I stand before God on the judgment day, and we're in heaven, God's going to say to me, I'm looking for those words, well done, good and faithful servant. I'm going to be then given much more responsibility to serve him throughout eternity, forever. Through all the worlds, whatever he's going to create, brand new heavens and new earth. So watch me. If you've ever taken a little rock, smooth rock, and you've been in a lake somewhere, and you threw it across the lake, it skipped, and then as a result of that, you saw ripples just go out and out. You see, if I'm faithful and just do what God asked me to do, the ripples extend from my life into eternity. That's unbelievable. It's not just here for these 70 years. It goes on and on and on and on. So it's critically important that we understand the principles 
that Jesus is giving us. Now, that brings us to number five, the last one of our keys that's on your one talent. Here it is. Invest your life or your talents faithfully. Faithfully. Now, what does that mean? Notice Jesus didn't say to these two men, you've been spectacular. No, he just said you've been faithful. It's not about being spectacular. It's just about being faithful. And it also has nothing to do, the same words were given to the man who had five as the man who had two. I'm not responsible for the man that has five. I'm responsible for just the ones that I have. There's individual accountability. Now, there's a verse in the Bible that has much to do with these talents and how we invest our lives. It says this in Ecclesiastes 9, verse 10. Whatever your hand finds to do, do it with all your might. Ask yourself this morning, preview of coming judgment. What are you doing with your life for God? Whatever your hand finds to do, do it with all your might. If God's spoken to you, do something with it. You see, we don't teach for information. We teach for application. That's the principle that's given here. Look at verse 29. You'll see how important this is. For everyone who has will be given more. And he will have an abundance. Look at the opposite. Whoever does not have, even what he has will be taken from him. Everybody on all of our campuses on the internet, they know this phrase. Finish it for me. Use it or... See, no, we understand that. Exercise, talent, in the natural world. We never correlate it spiritually. So that verse that you just read... In the Bible, you can write it in your notes. It's called the spiritual law of use. Here's what it says. It simply says this. If I'm faithful with my talents, God will increase my opportunities and talents. All of you, when you were younger, many of you, you had to take piano or some other instrument. And you hated it. And as soon as mom and dad said, okay, okay, at least you got a little bit of culture in you, you can stop it. You went, praise God. Then you hit 25 or 30. You come here this morning, you see the praise band. And I know, I've been through this many times. Many people say, I wish I'd learn the piano. Because man, would I love to be up there using it. See, if you don't use it, you will lose it. As Christ followers, we can be ready for the return of Jesus by working for Him on this earth. Today we learn from Pastor Mark that our talents are to be invested in our lives by expanding the kingdom. God has gifted each one of us with various skills and abilities that are to be used for His work. How are you spending your time and talents today? The Lord is looking all over for willing hearts and bodies to spread the gospel. Maybe you're listening right now and God has placed a certain person on your heart that needs to hear this message. Or maybe you'd like to share it with all of your friends. 
there's a simple way to share this message. Log on to Lessons for Living Radio and click on the radio program option in the main menu. There, you'll find the Lessons for Living media player. In the Messages tab, simply click on today's date. Then you can share today's message directly on your Facebook page, Twitter feed, or send a link via email. You can even embed today's message directly. Again, to share today's message with friends and family members, log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com. Click on the radio program button, then simply click on today's date. You'll find all the options to share. Will there be a profit and reward for the time spent serving the Lord on earth? In the next edition of Lessons for Living, Pastor Mark will show listeners how Scripture teaches that our talent plus time plus work all results in eternal profit. Our final reward will be based on outward service and inward motives. God loves a cheerful giver. Challenge yourself to invest more of your life into expanding the kingdom today. You've been listening to Lessons for Living with Pastor Mark Balmer of Calvary Chapel, Melbourne. Please join us again here on Lessons for Living, and together, let's do life right. In a hurry